Hello everyone, I'm your host Lois and welcome back to another episode of Mysteries and Murders. How is everyone? I'm doing good. Um, I just want to say it's so cold here in England, like it went from being summer to winter so quickly and it's a shock to the system and I'm literally here like shivering. Um, I don't know how it is in the rest of the world but yeah, I, I need some winter clothes. Um, so apart from that, I'm doing good. (laughs) Um, so this episode is part one of the murder of Gianni Versace. Um, so we are going to be talking about the life of Gianni Versace in this episode and then the life of his murderer and kind of comparing them, um, in part two, which will come out on Saturday. Um, we will talk about the actual murder um, and what happened and stuff. Remember, you can always follow me on Instagram if you want to send me a message to suggest a new case, because I'm always open to suggestions. Um, my Instagram is underscore lolo underscore is underscore double um, or you can always send me a voice message. Um, This is my first murder case that I'm doing before I've just done, like, missing persons cases. So, I'm excited, but murders are always extremely sad, and it's slightly depressing to research them. Um, But, interesting. They are interesting. Anyway, let's get into the case. Also just want to say if you're listening to this on YouTube then I will be inserting pictures um, into the video so that you can kind of get a visual of what's going on and see a bit more of the case. Um, So now I'm going to start talking about the life of Gianni Versace. So Gianni Versace was born on the 2nd of December in 1946 in Reggio di Calabria which is a port in the far south of Italy facing Sicily over the Strait of Messina. Reggio is a place enclosed by mountains and it's tormented by natural and man-made disasters such as earthquakes, floods and droughts. 70% of its buildings were also bombed during the Second World War. Many in Reggio lived in poverty poverty until 1963 when a highway was built connecting the town to civilization. Today Reggio is controlled by the powerful Calabrian mafia called the Drangheta. Um, Versace's parents were called Nino and Franco Versace and he was the middle child between his older brother Franco and his younger sister Donatella. His father was a salesman and his mother owned a successful dress shop. Um, Gianni Versace was also known as the dressmaker's son in his village growing up. Um, His mother was very talented as a dressmaker, and Franca Versace would cut cloth for a new dress without even, um, like, drawing a pattern. So she was a very talented dressmaker, um, and obviously that's where Versace got his talent from. As a child, Gianni Versace would spend hours in the afternoon in his mother's atelier, playing with scraps of material and being looked after by the seamstresses. 
He would watch his mother's clients, fittings and make sketches, even as a child. He knew how women wanted to dress, and that is a quote from Vogue. Um, so he was one of the only fashion designers who knew how to make a dress, cut and sew. Um, he learned how to do all of that in his mother's atelier. He describes his fascinating childhood encompassed by beautiful patterns, couture dresses, embellishments and embroidery in his book, Signatures. Gianni's younger sister, Donatella, who was 10 years younger than him, shared his love of fashion. From a young age, Gianni and Donatella would steal the keys to their father's car and sneak out to discos. Donatella became Gianni's muse. She began dyeing her hair blonde at age 11, and her brother would design outrageous outfits for her, which she would wear, which um, were a lot different to um, his mother's elegant taste. His taste in fashion and his clothes were kind of the opposite of that and very daring. Um, I mean, you can look at um, like Versace pictures of Gianni Versace's designs online and they're absolutely beautiful, but I, I don't think elegant is the word to describe them. I mean, definitely a few of his designs are but they're more daring and kind of very out there um, and that's what Gianni Versace was known for. Um, Donatella Versace described her interest in fashi fashion as aggressive and said everything that was forbidden I could do with Gianni. Though Gianni's father pushed him into studying surveying his mother recognised his fascination and talent for fashion. She opened a fashion boutique in 1965 and made Gianni head buyer. He soon started anticipating looks which sold um, and they actually sold best to Alta Borghesia, which is upper middle class in Italian. So upper middle class buyers were his like main kind of target audience, I guess you could say. Um, and this really kick-started his career in fashion. Um, his mother was the more supportive one, and that's when he found his true love of fashion. So, at the age of 25, Gianni's first collection sold immediately, um, and this was in 1972. Versace was known for his close attention to detail luxurious fabrics and relaxed look. He was inspired by Italian cu culture and its Roman origins and Greek origins as well. His eye for women's fashion and knowing what women wanted to wear was described as instinct. So he just kind of knew what women wanted to wear and how, how like women wanted to dress and it just was kind of something that he knew it wasn't something that was taught to him and yeah it was just described as an instinct that only he had so he was extremely talented and it's like it's obviously no wonder that he became so successful in the fashion industry by 1978 Versace was a commercial success 
Um, his brother Santo, a trained accountant, negotiated thousands of contracts for him. The House of Versace was born on the 28th of March, 1978, with his siblings at his side. So Donatella was his muse and would kind of model his looks. And then his brother Santo would, was the accountant for his company. So his, his company was kind of a family empire sort of thing. Um, so emblems of the Versace style are sex, money and luxury. Um, and it is a very maximalist aesthetic. I'll insert pictures, if you're listening on YouTube, of, like, the Versace kind of aesthetic. It's very... You can kind... You can tell it's Versace. It just is very a very distinct style and is, is beautiful, honestly. Um, but, yeah, it's honestly amazing, his designs. So... Versace actually took two years out of work to recover from a rare type of inner ear cancer. Um, and he did recover only a few years before his death. Um, and he went back to work. Versace's empire grew to be incredibly large. And by the late 90s, he owned a Manhattan townhouse, his Villa Fontanelle on Lake Como. Como? <laughs> Sorry, I'm saying that wrong. Um, which is absolutely stunning. Again, I'll insert pictures if you're listening on YouTube. Um, the house is absolutely stunning. Um, which he'd, he'd escape to his Villa Fontanelle on each weekend with his partner, Antonio D'Amico. And he also had a home on Miami's South Beach called Casa Casuarina now known as the Versace Mansion. Um, He dressed Princess Diana, and he actually knew a lot of celebrities. He was very close friends with Elton John, and Elton John actually attended his funeral, um, and so did Princess Diana. Um, Anna Wintour said he was the first to realise the value of the celebrity in the front row, um, which is kind of what influencers do now. Um, so the idea that having a famous person sitting at the f- front row of his fashion show would be ven- beneficial to his career and beneficial to their career as well. So he really kick-started that whole idea. Um, he made friends with many celebrities, um, like I said. So he really transformed the fashion industry in that way, in that he kind of um, started making connections with people that would get his clothes out there and his designs out there. And... Um, having famous models um, and celebrities wear his clothes as well, such as Princess Diana. And there's a picture of Princess Diana wearing um, uh, some of, or like one of Versace's dresses. um, And she started wearing a lot of Versace's 
clothes after her divorce as well I believe and she looks absolutely stunning in the picture like I'll insert it if you're watching this on YouTube um yeah there's it's a really cool picture as well so now I'm going to be talking about the life of Andrew Cunanan. I hope I'm saying that surname right. I kind of struggle with complicated surnames, but we're trying. We're trying and that's all that matters. Um so yeah, who so Andrew Cunanan is or was Versace's murderer. Um he was pretty messed up. Really creepy guy. Um, I'll just talk a bit about him. Um, also, he had four previous victims, I just want to say that, but I'm not going to talk about their murder, their murders, um, I'm just going to be talking about the murder of Gianni Versace today, but if you want to know more about, like, the Andrew Cunanan's past murders, then go and look them up, or, um... I learned about them on Kendall Ray's YouTube video about the murder of Gianni Versace on YouTube and that was really informative so definitely go watch that if you want to know more about his previous murders. Um, so Andrew Cunanan was a spoiled child. He um, got everything he wanted. He had the master bedroom um, in his house even though his parents weren't rich by any means. Um, he had like this huge bathtub and just, yeah, which is so strange. He basically pushed his parents around um, and his parents also remortgaged their house to pay for him to go to private school. So that's how spoiled he was. And he was actually, he had three older siblings. So he was the youngest in his family. Um, he was known in high school for telling lies and was voted least likely to be forgotten um, after leaving high school because I think in America they have like this thing in the yearbook where called superlatives where they kind of are voted something like least likely to or most likely to and that was his um, because he he just would tell these outrageous lies about his life and just make things up. Um, it's honestly crazy. I wonder if, if people like believed it or not. But yeah, he he basically just grew up thinking he was better than everyone else, and that was kind of his attitude because of how spoiled he was. So, and by high school, he also identified as gay um he didn't like hide it or anything he yeah which was an issue I believe for his mother because his mother was religious so that was not good um and he also got into a physical fight with his mother where she was injured um because of his sexuality I believe that's what it was so we are seeing some aggression early on here. Um, yeah, so as an adult, he would get by by seducing wealthy older gay men and getting them to pay for things and then dropping them. So basically, he just really wanted to be rich and 
he kind of started living this like upper class lifestyle that he had no right living. Um, his mother described him as a high class homosexual prostitute. So there you go. There's a clear picture for you of what he was like. Um, a prostitute. I guess he was kind of a prostitute because he would like sleep with these older men. Like so that they would pay for things. So I guess that is kind of prostitution. Um, yeah, high class. Again, he just wanted to be like this upper class guy who had loads of money even though he didn't work and, and didn't, like, earn the money himself. Um, in spite of all that, he was actually extremely smart. He had an IQ of around 150, which is kind of crazy because I believe the average is around, like, 80 to 100. So the fact that his IQ was so high at 150... Yeah, he was extremely smart, but his grades weren't good. His grades did not reflect his intelligence at all. He was not good in school, even though he was extremely smart. I feel like a lot of people are like that, though. Um, a lot of people are very smart, but they just don't do well in school. I Yeah, a lot of smart people are like that. Um, yeah, so basically, he just enjoyed living the rich upper class life of parties, expensive clothing, dinners, even though he had no right living it at all. Um, so he actually started dealing drugs such as opioids and painkillers and taking them. Um, I'm not very informed on drugs, so I don't know what is a class A drug and what is like what is, I don't know, what's the worst, honestly, I'm really bad with drugs, but he was dealing some pretty hardcore drugs, and he was, his mental state was not good, um, yeah, so, and he, yeah, he took them as well, so that kind of led to his mental state being really bad, and struggled with addiction, probably, um, to drugs, I don't know what an opioid is, I'm going to be honest. I, th I think it's a painkiller. I'm not too sure. Um, many people think he had APD, which is antisocial personality disorder. And the symptoms are like aggression, a lack of sim uh, empathy, not sympathy, empathy, um, and a lack of guilt basically and stuff like that so we can we definitely see that he has those symptoms however I do want to stress that a lot it's kind of hard to diagnose these types of disorders because a lot of personality disorders and disorders like APD can be misdiagnosed and symptoms of things overlap um so a lack of empathy and stuff like that is a symptom of many disorders, which is why it's hard to diagnose people with them and it's easy to just misdiagnose things like that. So we, we don't really know what he had, but he, he definitely had issues with his mental health from a young age. We can just see that.
we can see it from the way he lied in high school, um, just his aggression, um, and obviously he was a murderer as well, that's, yeah. So I kind of had a theory. Um, so his dad was actually in the Vietnam War, I think, or was it the Korean? I'm pretty sure it was the Vietnam War. And maybe he got PTSD from that because obviously a lot of soldiers do have PTSD. It's really sad. And especially back then in the 60s, 70s, it would have gone untreated and it still does go untreated, I think. But especially back then, mental health was not as was not as noticed as it is now. Um, and obviously, like a symptom of PTSD is kind of anxiety and depression and things like that. And a lot of the time, um, children pick up on their parents' behavior, and maybe um, Andrew ended up picking up on his dad's anxiety and poor mental health due to his PTSD from being in the war um, and that's where he kind of got his mental health issues from. Um, obviously the fact that he was spoiled may have had something to do with it. Um, that's kind of my, that's my theory. Also I think his mother had some mental health issues as well. I read that in one source I haven't heard it a lot, so I don't know if that's true, but um, mental health issues definitely are passed on from parents to children through genetics as well as um, just behaviours are picked up on. So yeah, there you go. That is my A-level psychology knowledge for you. Um, so yeah. He went on a killing spree, brutally murdering four of his ex-boyfriends for revenge. And this was all pre-1997, which is the year he killed Versace. Um, in between, or no, it was in 1997, in between April and May were those four ex-boyfriends, boyfriends, um, air quotes, because, like I said, he didn't have boyfriends, he just befriended rich older men got them to pay for things and then dropped them so that's that so andrew hunanan was definitely just an unstable person and a scary person to be around by the age of 27 he just kind of yeah he just snapped and he was just he was just not not a normal person just really struggling with mental health kind of turned into a psychopath and um yeah so um it's interesting i find to think about if any of this could have been preve prevented um in i mean in high school he was seemingly seemingly normal i guess I mean, he lied and stuff, and that's not good. But if maybe if, like, his... Maybe nowadays, you know, there's more to do with mental health and for people, for people who do struggle, then 
they get help more often and maybe if it was nowadays he would have gotten help and like all of this could have been prevented all of the murders and the and the brutality in his life could have been stopped it's always interesting to think about um yeah so maybe leave your thoughts like dm me your thoughts or comment if you're watching on youtube and comment your thoughts um i feel like you need a psychology degree to really answer that question um my sister actually has a psychology degree so maybe i will get her thoughts on it later but yeah definitely is interesting to think about um so now i'm gonna fast forward to the year of 1997 which is the year that gianni versace was murdered um so Versace spent most of his time in Miami because he enjoyed the gay scene such as nightclubs and bars etc and he just enjoyed like the lifestyle he thought it was really chill and it really suited him um so that was kind of his his home the place to be for him yeah um he lived in Casa Casuarina um, now known as the Versace Mansion, with his partner of 15 years called Antonio Danco. Versace's last fashion show was at the Ritz in Paris. It displayed his final couture collection, which, oh my goodness, if you've seen the pictures, it's like that collection was beautiful. There's like one picture of, um, I believe the model is Naomi Campbell, I believe. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm sorry if that's wrong. And she looks absolutely beautiful. She's wearing this like white wedding dress. Like she's dressed as a bride and it's all satin and she's wearing it's beautiful. I'll insert pictures for the YouTube video, but you definitely have to look that up if you're if you're interested in fashion like I am, because it's stunning. Um yeah, so this fashion show was only a few weeks before his death. Some sources say it was a week before his death some say it was a few weeks before i'm going with a few weeks before because vogue said it was a few weeks before and i feel like vogue would know best i don't know um meanwhile versace had become an object of obsession for andrew cunanan cunanan was already a suspect in four other homicides so like i said the murder of his four other boyfriends or boyfriends in air quotes um and Versace and Cunanan were actually unknown to each other. Some sources say that they briefly met in a nightclub, um, but I don't know. He was already the subject of a nationwide manhunt, Cunanan was. Andrew Cunanan was also 27 at this point. So that's all the information that I have today. Um, in part two, which will come out on Saturday, I'm going to talk about the murder itself and theories of why Cunanan did this and etc. Um, thank you everyone for listening to part one. Um, if you have any thoughts you want to share with me or suggestions of what case you want me to cover, then leave me a DM. My Instagram is underscore Lolo underscore is underscore double three um thank you everyone for listening and i hope to see you all in part two bye